Welcome to the Real Turf Techs Podcast for the technician that wants to get real. Follow along as we talk to industry professionals and address hot topics that we all face. Along the way, we'll learn tips and tricks. I'm your host, Trent Manning. Let's have some fun. This episode of Real Turf Techs on Golf Course Industries Superintendent Radio Network is presented by Foley Company a strong supporter of equipment technicians and golf course maintenance departments everywhere. Foley Company offers a proven solution for above and below the turf, for turf professionals everywhere. To learn more about Foley Company's line of real grinders, bed knife grinders, and the Air 2G2 family of products, or to find a distributor, visit www.foleyco.com. Foley, ready for play. Welcome to the Real Turf Tax Podcast, episode 62. Today we're talking to Shelby Dubois, assistant technician at Talisker Club at Tuhay in Hideout, Utah. Talisker is an 18-hole private course that sits at 7,000 feet. Shelby is the assistant technician in her shop working for equipment manager Brack Crouch who was featured in episode 38, if you want to check that out. It's another great episode. Brack's another another good one. Let's talk to Shelby. Welcome, Shelby, to the Real Turf Techs podcast. How you doing today? Not too bad. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. The weather's nice here. It's fixing to get hot. And I saw you just had snow yesterday. Oh, yeah. A little bit of a frost delay. Yeah, yeah. It, it looked like a big frost <laughs> delay. About five hours. Nice. Well, tell us how you got into the turf industry. I grew up in a rural area, and one of the only jobs I could get near me was a golf course, which I saw on a local ad. So decided to go there, you know, do some groundskeeping. Had no clue what that was at the time. Sure learned quickly. Spent a... <laughs> Spent a lot of time in the bunkers, a lot of time walk mowing. Didn't really get to use a whole lot of machines other than the walk mowers for my first five or six years of my career. Awesome. So what kind of led you to the golf course? That was the only place in Missouri to work? It was the only place that wasn't a 30, 45 minute drive. Okay. It was It was only about 15 minutes each way, so it sounded like fun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have any interest in golf or anything like that ever? Nope. I still don't really have too much interest in golf. I would like to be better at it just because I work at a golf course. I feel like I, sh- I should probably know more than I should, but it's not really a too high of a priority of mine. It's just mainly a good way to get out and see the course. Yeah, being outside in nature, that's what I enjoy about it, not the aspect of playing golf. I enjoy the game of golf, and I respect the game, but I found out a long time ago, I don't need to participate in the game of golf. I respect the game, but I don't have patience for the game. That's me too. <laughs> I, must, I must rather be fishing. That's my speed. Do you relief grind or not? Absolutely. Not every time, but as long as there is a decent amount of relief left on the reel, that's fine with me. But if it's starting to go away, it's time to time of relief grind, usually about every three or four times. Mm-hmm. 
Do you lap at all? No. No. Okay. It, it, if it's time to back lap, it's time to just throw it on the grinder. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Tell us something you fabricated lately. We got a one of those little roller lift cart things that looks like a little forklift. And well, we got it to lift cutting units up and down and around the shop, you know, mainly just to bring them from out in the main space, you know, off of the tractor unit into the back of the grinding room. But um, there's no way for the reels to stay on there, the cutting unit. So I made a hook out of a bed knife, of course, and uh, it just hooks right into the front roller. And now the cutting unit's secure enough to be pushed around or whatever without it just rolling off, being five feet in the air. Right, right. Cool, cool. What brand of lift is this that you're talking about? It's... Do you know? Just some Chinese specialty we got from one of our local distributors. Okay. I was just curious because I've been thinking about getting one and hadn't pulled the trigger yet. I've seen quite a few on YouTube of just various different, you know, just slightly different things, but they seem to be pretty common. Okay. Not just in golf course equipment, but any shop environment. Yeah. I had, uh, I think it was Brandon Hogue, maybe. Anyway, past guest. I'm a super good host because I can remember every single <laughs> person's uh, name, but I can't remember what they told me. So <laughs> anyway, I, they all run together. But uh, somebody that was on the podcast said that they had a mobile table. So it was kind of a small table and they would put their, uh, you know, fairway unit or whatever on a lift and roll the table under and take the cutting unit off on that table. And the table... I think I think it was that. kind of advertised as that, but it doesn't really work that way because it, it really only has two forks. You'd have to fabricate your own table portion. Okay, I got you. I got you. What's your favorite tool? I would have to say the internet. Between WhatsApp and Twitter and GCSA website and MyTurf, it's probably the most important tool in the shop today, not just for... You know, I'm sure you're familiar with the WhatsApp group or Twitter. Just fire off a question, get an answer back five minutes later, or, you know, continuing education on the GCSA website. What would make you think that I'm familiar with WhatsApp? <laughs> the uh, Real Turf Text. Uh, real Turf Text. Oh, yeah, yeah. The WhatsApp Real group. Turf Text WhatsApp uh -huh. group. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I remember that one. I see you in there once or twice a year. Yeah, er, every now and again. Um, yes. I don't, y'all go and go and go, and it just <laughs> blows my mind. I'm like, how, how did I get anything done? I'm busy working over here. Some of us are either less busy or better at multitasking than others. Yeah, that's true. I, I like to uh, start on a task and just stay right there and nobody talk to me and don't look over my shoulder. I just want to get it done. But See, you know, I'm the exact opposite. I love talking to someone while I'm doing something. It actually helps me concentrate. Huh. That's definitely different. What do you do to relax or find your balance? Usually uh, either go four-wheeling or go to the drag strip, watch YouTube. Usually mm -hmm. <laughs> work-related YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not directly 
with golf or equipment management, but you know, electrical or HVAC or something like that. Yeah, that's I'm the same way. There's such good stuff on YouTube. There's some bad stuff on there too, but a lot of good <laughs> stuff. So when you say four wheeling, is that an ATV or is that a Jeep? Uh, my truck usually. Luckily, okay. it's okay. in the state of Utah. I can get away with that. Whenever I move to Florida, I don't think I'll be quite so lucky with all those trees down there. What with emissions or what are we talking about? Just trying to fit my truck through there. It's a oh, lifted F-250. Gotcha. Uh, what year? Uh, 99. 99. 7.3? Mm-hmm. Yep. Sure right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I drove a F550 for, it was an 01. And I don't know, I drove it till probably 07 or something. It's a good truck. Really good truck. I happen to also have a 01 F550 as well. Awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm very familiar with that truck. Mm-hmm. A little too familiar. Took naps in it, slept in it sometimes. <laughs> What's the strangest thing you've seen at work? Oh, strangest thing I've seen at work. Well, I've now heard of and both seen a uh, wheel bearing on a Kawasaki mule fail five times within a year after okay. three different people fixed it. So what, what do you, what do you think caused that? I have no, well, I do know that a lot of it is abuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, but at the same time it's you know the original one lasted 3500 hours and nobody can seem to get the replacement to last more than a couple hundred yeah that's pretty strange makes you say hmm what's going on here mm-hmm. what about a pro core 648 rolling down a hill <laughs> or something I didn't witness that personally, but oh, I did okay. come into the aftermath of that. It was, uh, well, actually during my interview for my current job was, it was sitting there and I asked about it and they're like, yeah, that got rolled down 17 Hill. Wow. I'm like, huh, that's, that's going to be fun. Yeah. 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 So were you involved in putting Humpty Dumpty back together again? I sure was. I, okay. I did, I did most of that. Uh, Brack reminded me of a couple of the finer points of it, but luckily it wasn't too bad. You know, just change the oil, make sure there's no oil in the cylinder. Mm -hmm. And uh, it fired right up. And well, (laughs) that's a different story for a different time. But uh, it's had a couple problems since, but so far it's been good since we finally released it out into the wild. All right. Awesome. What's one of your pet peeves around the shop? Quit parking in front of my doors. <laughs> yes. It's been said multiple times and it's probably number one on my list. I cannot stand it. Uh-huh. I'm hoping that uh, we might get some signs here shortly, but I don't think that uh, they'll do much good. Can the people on your crew not read? Well, even if we were to get it in English and Spanish and we could get it in 18 different languages. It's, they won't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you have any, what, what do you do when somebody parks in front of the door? I take the Frank approach and drive it or move it as far away as I feel like walking. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's a good one. I do the same thing. Do you have a mentor in the industry? 
not so much a mentor, but uh, someone that's really taught me a lot of the finer points. Brett Crouch, he taught me a lot about uh, not only reels and real theory, but why a deep time air fire goes out and how it works and stuff like that. That's awesome. And you're not saying that because you still work with him. No, <laughs> okay, he hadn't paid you anything, right? Uh-uh. Okay. All right. At least you're not telling us for sure. No, I love Brack. He's a good dude. Yeah. He's, he's, he's great to work with. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So what kind of got you into the mechanic side? Well, I've always been into auto mechanics. I started with, uh, three and a half horse Tecumseh mini bike engine when I was 10 years old and kind of worked my way up from there and went to a tech school at Rankin Technical College for high performance racing technology and got quite a bit more into race cars and now I'm doing equipment management so I can afford a race car one day. (laughs) There you go. So this race car, will it be a drag car? Uh, Yeah. I'm hoping to find a decent third gen camaro i rock okay to make into a probably a nine second car i okay. think it's probably about as fast as i want to go in a third gen camaro yeah yeah that is so cool <laughs> that is awesome good for you that is cool what would be your dream job or opportunity or did we just talk about it really i would like to be working at a like a 36 or a 54 hole somewhere down in florida and have several other women working under me you know kind of Mm -hmm. mentoring them into the industry you know maybe someone just out of high school or someone who just got out of another industry and is looking for a fresh start that would be so awesome so cool are you involved with the women in turf it's starting to be i just recently got on twitter and you know, we just had the equipment manager task group meeting and I got mm-hmm. to hang out with Kayla quite a bit. And now I'm currently, I was too late to go to the ladies open this year, but next year, Pebble beach, it's looking like I will be there. So awesome! How cool that's going to that? be, that's going to be awesome because not only am I going to get to work with a bunch of other women that you know, either do what I do or also work on a golf course, but I get to visit Pebble Beach. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's heard of Pebble Beach. Everyone, you know, even if you don't play golf, it's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. That's so cool. Yeah, this year, I believe it's at Pine Needles in Southern Pines, North Carolina. So what technician would you like to work with for a day? I'm going to have to say Kayla just because she knows a bunch about John Deere that I don't. And it'd be awesome to, you know, make fun of the guys for eight hours while making fun of uh, John Deere as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, that'd be awesome. That'd be so cool. Yep. Kayla, she's something else. (laughs) She is. I love her. She's my little sister. I'll tell her that too. She's good people. Yeah, yeah. No, she is. Very, very good people. What do you know now you wish you'd known on day one? About the GCSA and that it exists, not just for superintendents. Obviously, you know, 15 years ago, GCSA wasn't quite involved in that. I think it was still IG SEMA at that time, mm-hmm. but 
same same difference. Yeah, yeah. No, net, it's networking is invaluable. For sure. And that's what I love about the WhatsApp group, GCSA, Twitter. There's just so many mm-hmm. opportunities to network in this industry. And if you're not networking, you're really backing up. Mm-hmm. And not that you always gotta be moving ahead, but just talking to other people. I don't really know how to explain it, but just talking to people that experience the same experiences you do makes you right. feel better. And it makes life a little bit easier knowing mm-hmm. you're not the only one beating your head against the wall <laughs> or you're the only one. Just like, I think it was today. I saw John, John Patterson posted a picture of a yellow steak and these yellow steaks are my nemesis. So here in the South, we have Bermuda greens. And we have to cover them with tarps when the temperature gets so low in mm-hmm. the wintertime. And they use these freaking yellow steaks. <laughs> and the only way you can find a yellow steak that was left out there is with a reel. That's the only <laughs> way you're going to find it. So he posted a picture of the bent yellow steak. And I knew, yeah, immediately I've been there multiple times every spring. It's crazy. And so every time I find one in a card or anything like that, I collect them in a bucket. And I told the superintendent I was going to sell them back to him for $10 a piece. <laughs> that was my way of handling it. It was a joke, but it was that good. Would be a, that could be a nice market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go to other courses and start getting, <laughs> getting stakes for them. Get ready for tips and tricks. What's some of the tips and tricks you'd like to share with us? I'm going to have to say one that Bragg showed me on Twitter. It's uh, take some memory cloth and put it in a cotter pen. I actually use that twice today and just throw that in a drill. And now you have a way to easily sand the inside bore. Yeah, no, the that's, surface. A, that's a really good one. And I think Ben Beard shared that one. Mm-hmm. He's another one in the real turf text community. I just love this community and we have such smart people and always willing to share and learn. Any other tips or tricks you got up your sleeve? Diesel fuel treatment. If you own your equipment, especially with all this tier four stuff or, you know, just high hour stuff, diesel fuel treatment will really help you out a lot. It'll cut down on your smoke. It'll help you with your starting. Last course I worked at, they couldn't get a mower to start at all without ether. And I really hate seeing those little Kubota diesels get ether. Yeah. Luckily they had a case of diesel fuel treatment sitting in the corner, you know, with the cetane booster and started using that. And it's still firing up to this day. No problem. Doesn't matter what temperature. That's awesome. That's really cool. I don't, I've tried it, but honestly, I didn't really notice anything here in the South. So, you know, it doesn't get that cold here. It's one of those things that you don't really notice it unless it's under a heavy load all the time. Or, you know, if you're really sitting there watching your ash levels and your, or your slip levels and your DPF. Well, and I'm sure with tier four, that definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, no more soot than we need in, in those things. <laughs> Jeez. Well, what else do you want to talk about? Oh, boy. The floor is yours. As long as you keep it PG. (laughs) Does that include throwing things in a lake? Yes, we can talk about throwing things in a lake. Well, I have always wanted to throw something in a lake, and 
it sounds like Mike and Kayla might have a fine candidate for an excavator throwing. Uh, well, do tell. <laughs> I believe it's Kayla's bed knife grinder that she hates, and luckily she's getting it all fixed up. But uh, Mike said that if she wasn't able to do that, then it definitely belongs in the lake. And I, I think if, well, if Mike might, might be mad at me saying this on the air, but if Mike says that an SIP grinder belongs in the lake, I believe that it definitely doesn't belong in a workshop. Yeah, true, true. And what else better place than a lake? <laughs> Might as well. Well, it's always something I've wanted to do. Never had the fortune of doing so either accidentally or on purpose. But it's one of those go to your happy place whenever something comes in that you really don't want to work on. Just go to your happy place. Just picture it in a lake and drive through it and you'll be fine. Well, to catch the listeners up on what we're talking about here, <laughs> every time someone has a problem with a piece of equipment, Shelby is quick to say, put it in the lake. Just put it in the bottom of the lake. So it's, it's been a running joke for probably a couple of weeks now. And anyway, I still laugh every time I see it. Because I think about throwing it in the lake. Frank says C4. So yes. So pick your Frank. poison. Frank McQuiggan, he prefers C4 to a lake. So whatever it is. And how much fun would that be to, <laughs> to destroy a piece of equipment? Well, what would be better is put C4 on it, then put it in a lake, and then explode it. There you go. That's the, yeah. You and Frank, I'm going to watch y'all too. We could be dangerous together. Yes, y'all could definitely be dangerous together. Tell me a little bit about going to Lawrence and the task group. And I know we can't get into the details that was discussed there, but what has that meant to you? It's really meant the world to me. You know, coming up, I always thought that I'd be a nobody, and here I am, one of the, apparently one of the top people in our industry now. <laughs> That's awesome. It's so cool. It was awesome meeting with everyone there and, you know, getting to, pick their brains for a little bit and you know just shoot the shit with everyone and hopefully uh do some cool things at the show this year i think everyone will like it yeah obviously, are you... obviously at every show will be better than the last but i think this year is going to be really something special yeah i'm I'm really excited about this year and i don't even know what y'all talked about <laughs> but just with it being in florida and COVID's kind of out of the picture now. Mm -hmm. I think we'll have a huge attendance and everybody's just ready to get there and get away from their course for a few days and have a good time and have some good education and have a lot of networking. So I, can't, you, I can't wait to go to the show. I haven't got to go yet. And something like this year is going to be my first year. That's awesome. Well, you definitely let me know and we have to hang out sometime. I'll catch you there. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. You got anything else? Not really. Not really. Okay. It's been fun. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's been a blast. It's been a blast. And thank you so much for uh, of course for coming on. But back to uh, being on the, the task group. You're right. That's one of the, I mean, that's a privilege to, to mm -hmm. be there on the task group. And how cool is that? Yeah, you've been in the industry for a long time. But you think about the people that's been in the industry for 
30, 40, 50 years, and they're not sitting on the task group, and you're there. So Mm -hmm. you said that, you know, people are saying maybe Shelby isn't going to grow up to be anything. Well, you have. (laughs) You've made it. And it was uh, Roland McPherson said it, and I'm stealing it from him, but I really like what he said. He said, this industry is so small, you have a lot better chance of succeeding or being at the top of the game because it is smaller. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'll, I'll take it any way I can get it, you know, <laughs> let's just do it. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Let's go grind some reels. Yeah, that's it. Grinding reels. Well, thank you again so much for coming on. Of course. Thanks for having me. Tell the listeners. Oh, I'm off my game tonight. <laughs> this is, yeah. That's okay. It's Tuesday. Yeah, it's Tuesday. Well, so this is the other thing between me and you. One, I mean, I don't care if anybody knows, whatever. But uh, so <laughs> I fish Monday night, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Uh-huh. So I don't get home. 11 p.m. At, yeah, 11 p.m. So I don't get home until like 12.30 because we got way in, all that crap. Mm-hmm. And I live almost, a, well, it's a good 45 minutes from the lake. So anyway, time I get in bed, it's like one o'clock and then I got to get up at five fifteen. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm feeling my age. That's what I'm trying to say. Like lack of sleep is uh, tougher the older you get. That's for sure. So I forgot the whole rapid fire questions. Oh shit. Are you ready for some rapid fire questions? I sure am. What's your favorite movie? Jurassic Park. Great. What would be your last meal? Triple all the way hash browns from my cat or uh, Waffle House. Waffle House. Yes. I didn't mm-hmm. know. Do y'all even have a Waffle House in Utah? Nope. The closest one is in Las Vegas. Okay. Okay. What are you most proud of? Myself. How far I've come in my life and where I'm at in this industry and where I'm headed, hopefully to Florida soon. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you again for coming on this has been great it's been fun of course thanks for having me absolutely tell the listeners how they can get a hold of you on twitter at sdua91 s-d-u-b-o-i-s very good well thank you and i will see you in the whatsapp group soon awesome i'll see you there hope you enjoyed hearing from shelby isn't it great that she's proud of herself i think we could all look at ourselves and be proud of where we're at just sit back take a minute recognize how far you've come in any area of your life that you've struggled with or you've felt discouraged at times i got a funny feeling that shelby is going to see her dreams come true and i think you can see your dreams come true too we have an awesome community here and we look out for each other and we help each other out one thing that makes this industry so great until next time see you bye Thank you so much for listening to the Real Turf Techs podcast. I hope you learned something today. Don't forget to subscribe. If you have any topics you would like to discuss or you'd like to be a guest, find us on Twitter at Real Turf Techs. See you bye.